Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. have your Bibles, go ahead and open them. However you get your Bible, whether it's in electronic form or in book form, go ahead and open them to the book of Colossians. I told you guys at the very beginning of this series that I wondered if we'd ever get out of chapter one. Uh, today we will. I mean, well, today we'll finish chapter one. Next week we'll get into chapter two and hopefully we'll just continue to enjoy the incredible wisdom and blessing of Paul's little letter to this Colossian church that he wrote to them while he was imprisoned in Ephesus. And so I want us to hear his words today as he just continues to encourage this church and I believe to encourage us as well in the process. So we'll read Colossians chapter 1 beginning at verse 21 through 29. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is Paul writing. Once you all were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds as shown by your evil behavior. But now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now, I rejoice in what I am suffering for you all. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has now been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them... God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you all, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, yesterday was Veterans Day. Uh, officially, I guess we celebrated it on, uh, on Friday, but yesterday was Veterans Day officially. My father-in-law is a veteran, and, uh, and I always like to thank him for his willingness to serve when his country called upon him. And I always pray 
that there will be less need to make more veterans as the kingdom of God advances in the world. But today, I want to say thank you to all of our veterans. And if you've served in any of our armed forces, would you stand right now just so we can say thank you uh, to those of you who have served. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, normally this is where I kind of just say thank you and we move on with our service. It's important. But today, I think there is something that I have learned. And there are four things that I really see in the veterans that I've talked to. Both those that I'm related to, either by blood or by marriage, uh, or friends, or some of you all. There are four things that I see in veterans that I think will help us understand uh, this passage today and what Paul is encouraging us and calling us to today. And so I want us to look at this. The first thing is that those veterans are a prisoner to a vision. They are prisoners to a vision. And they may say it in a lot of different phrases, a lot of different words. They might use a lot of different examples in their life. But it usually comes down to they are a prisoner of some kind of vision. It's usually this vision that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's written by Thomas Jefferson. It's in our Declaration of Independence. And when you talk to a veteran, you ask them why they served or they felt they needed to serve, they may use a lot of different phrases, but it comes down to they are prisoner to this vision, to this way of life, that they are living in and they are blessed by in their everyday life. Number two, they are usually they usually present themselves as they were. That when the call comes, they just present themselves. Uh, no matter how well physically fit they are or not. <laughs> when they enter into that boot camp, it's tough. Anybody have just an incredibly easy time in boot camp? No, it's, it's meant to be that way. They presented themselves as they were. They, they just go as they are. They sign up. They do what they need to do. And they know that the next thing is coming. They weren't ready. They weren't fit. But the key word there is yet. That the drill sergeants, the gunny sergeants, whoever is in charge there was going to get them ready. But their job was just to present themselves as they were. Number three, they practiced through hardship. And this is where boot camp comes in. I only have one photo. Uh, how many of you guys or ladies did something like this? Yeah, 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 did those things. And they practiced that. And it was hard and it was meant to be hard because what you were going to go through is very hard. And they wanted you to have experienced just some little part of that difficulty and to practice it over and over and over again so that the, when the real thing happened, your body reacts in the way that is going to be best for your unit, your team, your, your crew, however you see that. They practiced through the hardships and they continued to go. And then number four, they persisted even though things weren't perfect. 
I, I mean, honestly, war is never an ideal condition. And you've probably seen those photos, of whether it's in World War I, where they're in the trenches and it's wet up to almost their knees and they're, they're just in there, but they're persisting, they're staying there, even though the situations aren't perfect. Some are in the jungles, and obviously that is not an ideal situation, especially for me who doesn't like mosquitoes. You know, but they persisted, they stayed there because they were prisoner to a vision. They were, they had presented themselves as they were, and they had practiced through the hardship, and now they were persisting through, even though the situation was not perfect. There are also some soldiers who, who maybe even understood that they were going to be persistent even though the country that they were captivated by the vision had not yet fulfilled for them. Veterans and soldiers who were, this, this is a group, a picture of uh, African American soldiers from World War I who did not yet have civil rights, and did not yet have the right to vote, and yet... They were willing because they were captivated by a vision that possibly one day they would be included in the all men are created equal. Soldiers of color, whether black or brown or indigenous or First Nations people, gave themselves to that vision and they persisted even though the situations of war were not ideal and when they came home, things might still not be ideal for them. They were captivated by the vision of what could be. They persisted even though things weren't perfect. Now, I believe that this is very similar to Paul and the Colossians church as we read this passage that we have, we have just had read to you. We see that Paul was a prisoner to a vision. He has been describing this all the way through. And I think he sums it up in a few verses we read last week, but that I want to read to you again this week. What is the vision that Paul had for this church? What was it that captured him and captivated him and kept him on this road? What was that vision? It's found in verse 19 and 20. I want you to hear this. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. And that Him is Jesus. And through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. Everybody say all things. Whether things on earth, human space, or things in heaven, God's space, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. And this vision captured that little church as they saw it lived out in their community. It changed Paul. It changed them. And they began to live opposite of their culture and their day and age. They began to serve one another no matter where their status placed them in society. They began to love one another. They began to believe, have faith that what God had done in Jesus created a space for them to be in God's family. And they rested and continued to push towards that hope that one day God's space and human space would come together. God would bring to fulfillment all of that and reconcile fully all things to Himself. They were captured by this vision and it changed them. But they also presented themselves as they were. 
Verse 21 and 22 say, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind as shown by your evil behavior. But now He has reconciled you all by Christ's physical body through death to present you, you all, holy in His sight, without blemish, and free of accusation. It's what they were, but what God had done changed something in them. Do you need to hear this this morning? I want you to know that just like those veterans, the only person they can present is themselves, just as they are. Today, I want you to hear good news. That the only person you can present to God is you. And Paul said to that little church, I mean, you were just showing by your actions that you were evil and that you were resistant, hostile to God. And yet there was something about the vision that captured you that caused you to present, just as you are, yourselves to God. And God, the good news is, says, good, I'm glad you're here now because of what Jesus has done. There is this place for you and you can be made holy, which means whole and set apart for God's purposes. You can be fully reconciled and know that you are my child. You can be set free. You have only to bring yourself just as you are and not as you should be and present yourself to God. That's good news. Paul presented his murdering pride when he was confronted with the vision of Jesus. The Colossian church presented themselves and their evil deeds to God and God reconciled them to himself. They found that reconciliation through Christ, and it changed everything. Next, just like their vid- the, our veterans, they all kept practicing their faith. Now Paul says, this is good, you've experienced this reconciliation, and you are being presented as holy to God if you continue in your faith. Established and firm and do not move from the hope. Remember we talked a few weeks ago about faith? Continuing in faith is believing that what Jesus did was enough. And it creates a place for you in God's family and for God's purposes. And that hope is that looking to the future, that looking to when God will reconcile all things and pull heaven and earth back together and everything will be as it should. And Paul says, this happens, but there's a continuing to Look to the past and what Jesus has done and believing that it creates a space and looking to the future. Paul even says this about himself as we get down to the end of that verse. He says, I, Paul, have become a servant, a deacon. This is something that's ongoing. It's not something that I do one time. It's something that I continue to serve at. I continue to live out my faith. And I continue to look towards the hope of what God is doing in the world. Folks, I want you to hear me say this. Faith is shown through practices, not through platitudes. Folks, you can memorize the Apostles' Creed and recite it backwards and forwards and still have an attitude 
that is not the attitude of Jesus. Now, I know this makes some of us uncomfortable in our evangelical Western Christianity because we, we think, well, that feels like works righteousness, like I'm, I'm working to earn something from God. No, the gospel is not opposed to effort. The gospel is opposed to earning. There is nothing you can do to earn what Christ is doing. You just present yourself and God has already reconciled you and He wants you to bring yourself just as you are and He will bring the change. But that change is expressed in practices, not just in platitudes that come out of your mouth. It doesn't mean that knowing something, the Apostles' Creed or knowing about your faith is bad. It's just the true practice True faith is shown through its lived out in our world. Not just by what we say, but by what we do and how we live and serve other people. Now Paul also persisted even though the situation was not perfect. We know that Paul was writing, or I told you earlier, Paul was writing this from jail Not an ideal situation. I mean, even our maximum security prisons are probably incrementally better than the prison that Paul was put into. Because see, in his day and age, they didn't care if you died in prison. It's one less thing that the judge has to see. So if you don't have friends to sneak in and give you food in the the cave or wherever it was that you were being held, then you just starved to death while you were waiting. If you became sick and you didn't have someone who could help you on the outside and get stuff to you, there was no prison doctor or nurse. If you died, you died, and that just saved the country a little more time and expense. And yet it is here in a situation like this, without water, without food unless somebody brings it, without a place to use the bathroom. Even there, Paul persisted, even though it wasn't perfect. And he says this in verse 24, I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh What is still lacking regarding Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church? He's saying, I'm happy to go through this on your behalf. I want you to see that it is important that we persist even when the situations are not perfect. And he's probably giving them a little advanced warning, this little Colossian house church, that the time will come when the situations will not be perfect for you in the city of Colossae. And I want you to remember my words, that I can still rejoice even in the midst of all of this. And he goes on to say, I've become a servant by the commission of God gave, gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you all. The hope of glory. He comes right back to the vision. That he is a prisoner of. 
and literally prisoner because of. And he continues to tell them to present themselves because Christ wants to be in them and to continue practicing that faith out into their world and to continue persisting even when circumstances aren't perfect. It's a beautiful vision that I think fits right along with what the weekend is celebrating. So what about us? What about Cross Community Church? What about us? The people that make it up. It's easy to say Cross Community Church and think that sign out there on on Oakland Drive or look at the building. But I'm talking about us. What about us? The people that make up Cross Community Church. Maybe we need to take it a little further. What about you, my friends? Someone who's watching online. What about you? Will you persist? Will we persist even when it is not perfect? Sometimes as a pastor I worry about this. Because we take sometimes some of the most silly things, the most minuscule things, and we make them out as if they're huge and they're the reason why I'm not going to come or I'm going to leave the faith or I'm going to leave this church or those kinds of things. But the call of Paul is to say, will you persist when it's not perfect? That yes, God is bringing all things together. But in the meantime, you're a human being and so am I. And we're called to do this together. And it's not always going to be in a perfect situation where we're all in harmony with one another. But the call of Paul is to say, I can rejoice in that situation. I can still persist even when things are not perfect. When my circumstances are difficult. Can I lean into what Christ has done? And have I been so captured by the vision that I can persist when things are not perfect? Church, will we, will you, individual, practice this vision to realize that if God took me just as I am in all my hostility towards Him, and forgave and reconciled and cleansed me from unrighteousness and made me holy and created a space for me in His family and gave me a vision of His hope to restore all things, then can I become a person of forgiveness to those who are hostile to me? Can I become a person who serves even the one that is difficult to serve? Can I be one who is willing to humble myself in the apology? Am I the one who's willing to leave my gift at the altar and go and make things right? Am I willing? Are you willing to practice this vision in the church, which can be difficult, but in the world as well? in your office, in your home, in your extended family? Are you willing to practice this vision? 
If you need help, I want you to know training is available. We don't just do small groups just for the fun of it, just to hang out. I mean, that's an added bonus. And sometimes they throw in food even. But it's really about training. How do we cap- be, how can we be captured by the vision so that we want to practice this and persist in practicing this even when it's not perfect? So next time small groups roll around, if you're having trouble practicing, I want to encourage you, sign up for one. Begin, begin, begin. And maybe the most important question I can ask you today, for you online, is will you present yourself today? You've heard good news that you can present just you. That's the only person you can present. And no matter how broken your life is, no matter how hostile you may seem towards God, maybe you just don't understand, I want you to know you can present yourself to Him today and it would nothing would make Him more happy than for you to understand there is a place in His purposes for you. Will you present yourself today? And lastly, church, are we, are you prepared to become a prisoner for the gospel? (laughs) Are you ready to become a gospel veteran who is so captured by what God has done in Christ that you're ready to sign up? You're ready to practice through the hardships and to persist and persist and persist even when things are not perfect. I sure hope so. I found myself shedding a few tears as I was reading Paul's pastoral concern. That his desire, his soul desire, that is taking every bit of energy that Jesus so wonderfully gives to him is to present people fully mature in Jesus. Folks, that is my hope for us. It's my hope for myself as well. That as we gather, as we small group, as we read Scripture, as we worship, that in all of that we never lose energy in wanting to be all that Jesus calls us to be. Not meaning to rip off the army's old phrase. We're called. Are you ready to be a gospel veteran? Well, one of the ways that we present ourselves to this vision is to come to the communion table. We just come. And that's why I usually say to you that you don't have to be a member of Cross Community Church in order to come to the table. Because it's not cross-community church's table. It's not Pastor Jeff's table. This is the table of the Lord. And if you long to present yourself as you are to Jesus, then you are welcome to come and receive Jesus. I, I mean, Paul put it this way. He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body 
through death to present you holy in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation. That's why we have the symbol and and we take bread and you take cup, but we say this is the Lord's body and blood broken and shed for you so that you can experience that reconciliation so that you can know that you are holy in His sight and that He is taking you from where you are to where He's calling you. So today, in just a moment, I'm going to invite anyone who is hungry to present themselves to Jesus to come and receive bread and receive cup. We have this in our history. John Wesley's mom, who is our spiritual great-great-great-great-grandfather, Susanna Wesley, his mom, believes that she was saved at the communion altar. Receiving bread and cup, she was captivated and captured by the vision. She became a prisoner of the vision just by presenting herself and practicing from there over and over and over. So don't hesitate. You are welcome at the table. Let us take just a moment to present ourselves to the Lord Jesus. This is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ broken for you. Take and eat. It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ shed for you. Take and drink. Lord Jesus, We have presented ourselves to You, thankful that in Your physical body, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, to reconcile all things to You, whether in heaven or on earth. That because of Your great sacrifice and love, we can know that we are made holy and blameless without accusation. May we now be empowered to go out into our world to practice and persist in that practice of serving, of helping, of forgiving, of being filled with Your grace for others. And may we one day be fully mature For we ask and we pray all of these things through Jesus our Lord and all God's people here and online said, Amen. Would you stand and receive the final blessing? And now, my brothers and sisters, may you become a prisoner 
a gospel veteran of the vision that Paul has laid before us today. I pray that you would know that day by day you can present yourself to Christ. May we become a place where we practice our faith and where we persist. Even when things aren't perfect, may we rest in Him and continue to serve, to love, and to forgive. I pray this in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in His vision. Go in His good news. Thank you for joining us online. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.